feel so good being that There's no way I'm turning back Cause the pain is my pleasure And nothing can measure Out the box I line The affliction of the feeling leaves me wanting more It's about to get delightful Cause it ain't safe for work Hey, what's going on everybody? It's Friday and you know what that means. It is not safe for work here on Conversations with the Priestess, giving very much Priestess After Dark teas. So that might be what I call this now from now on, Priestess After Dark. If y'all want me to change this to Priestess After Dark, y'all tweet me or leave a comment in the on the pages where you listen to this and you may be watching this. First and foremost, thank you for tuning into this podcast and listening to this podcaster. Oh, my goodness. This week has been a week with the whole war between trans women and cis women. I I have another vlog that I did on YouTube. And yeah, it displays my feelings concerning this. Yeah. So... In this particular segment, we're going to keep it light, but we're going to keep it adult in this. I started this podcast, and I got the idea for this podcast a long time ago, but I put it off. The first thing, or the first reason why I put it off is because of my deconstruction um, hadn't yet begun fully, and I was still in the religious mindset, but also there was a shame um, because of my transness and my sexuality and how one of the archetypes is that trans women is just relegated to just doing porn and other stuff. Um, yes, while a lot of people during the pandemic specifically turned to sex work as a means for survival and as a means to have some type of income. I mean, of course, people had to do whatever they did was find was lucrative. And for some, it was very lucrative, you know. But for me, as far as my history of creating adult content, I've talked about this before. Um, I actually started making amateur content when I was in my 20s. Um, when I was in my college years, around about my second year of college, um, I was probably about maybe 20 at the time. I started um, doing amateur stuff on Xtube when it was real popular. And then um, I went in and out as I got very religious. But now that I am more comfortable in my sexuality and within myself, 
I don't have time for all the shame and things because we are human beings. We are supposed to be sexual. It's in our nature, you know, and unfortunately people have different views when it comes to sex and sexuality, but I'm one, I embrace my sexuality and I really started embracing my sexuality more as I began my transition and I started looking at gender in a different view. So this has helped me to express my sexuality in a, in a healthy and safe manner. And before I go any further, one of the things that I stand on on this podcast is consent is sexy. Consent in is, is important. Consent is important. Consent, consent, consent. If you can't get that, then maybe you, yeah, maybe you need help. But moving on. I love sex. I love talking about sex. And I love having sex. So, again, this is why I started this podcast. Now, since I did mention my history um, in adult content creation, which is the new name for it, um, I have seen the evolution in this game. I remember when it was just X2... And a couple of more amateur sites and you had these big Yahoo groups where you could trade pictures and with the onslaught of, um, not the onslaught, but with Yahoo Messenger and various things like that, people were actually, you know, able to have chats, um, book dates and things. We even had Craigslist. Oh my gosh, the Craigslist days were something else. Now, I do have a Craigslist story for y'all. So, <clears throat> in about 2010, I had just gotten out of a tumultuous relationship and I had fell on hard times. <clears throat> and I know people who are actively involved um, in ex work at that time. Um, and for many people, they were... Um, working some johns if you know what i mean um they were out there taking dates making that money and i got in on it at that point and this was in my i was in my 20s of course um freshly out of college looking to survive as a queer trans person in the world grant this was before my transition not only was i doing appointments and taking dates and shit but I was also doing drag entertainment in various clubs, which helped a lot at that time. And so I was I would book my dates on Craigslist. And I'm not going to go into all the behind the scenes stuff, but. Doing this allowed me to really see. A little bit of insight into the adult entertainment industry and into the sex work industry. Um, being in this industry as an amateur and now I'm in a place coming later on that I would begin to make money through amateur pages on Xtube and um, other avenues where I could do it to make extra money. And seeing how... 
now Craigslist doesn't even have the personal section. Now, mind you, Craigslist was the place to go back in the day. I'm sure a lot of us girls can tell you about Craigslist and a lot of the Butch Queens can tell you about Craigslist. Now, granted, you can find some good hookups on there. Um, how Craigslist works, you post a little ad, you include your pictures, they email you and you exchange numbers like that and that's how it worked in the personal section but you had to speak in code and I'm not going to tell all the business but there are certain things that you had to do and it was a fun time it was a fun time like I had a great time doing it now yes there were some instances where I was instances where I was in danger but thankfully the ancestors was with your girl okay and even now seeing how technology has innovated the adult entertainment industry with sites like Pornhub now, OnlyFans, uh, Minivids, all of these different avenues and people can actually use social media to sell their work, to book appointments for some of their story times or be able to do live sessions, you know, do various types of chat and things which we even have seen back in the 90s and possibly the 80s with um, the 1-800 chat line that the people did, the phone sex lines um, from back in the day, even with Night Flirt and various entities such as Talk To Me. It is a, it, the adult entertainment industry has expanded within a span of 20 plus years. And even going back to the history of adult filming, I'm going to talk about that later on. Uh, but I have, I've seen the face of adult entertainment change. And now um, that the pandemic has happened and the powers that be have deemed it over, we're still seeing people making it work off of doing adult entertainment, adult content. And the crazy part is there is always this backlash concerning adult entertainment. If it's a real job or if sex work is a real job, it is a real job. Work is work. Sex work is work. We're sitting there preparing and putting in the work because sex sells. Sex sells in music. Sex even sells in church. Sex sells. There is a certain sex appeal that certain people give off that the people want. And thankfully, we have a more diverse um, have more diverse niches um, in the adult entertainment industry. There's something for everybody. And I really feel that since we've undergone a sexual revolution and evolution as we dissect the social constructs of gender, as we look at historically how, how gender and sexuality has been policed, especially in America, we're seeing more people talk openly about sex and sexuality, about kink, about BDSM, about how even trauma influences our kinks and our fetishes. And that's a whole nother story for another day. But I've never seen sex as a dirty thing. If people are having sex, why not talk about it? And about making sexual content. People ask me, am I ashamed of being a singer and a person that does her thing on social media? Is there a shame for me doing um, adult content? No, I put it out there for it to be seen and I am comfortable in my womanhood and with my body. 
Now, yes, there are some times where doing adult content gets very draining. It gets frustrating and you have to take a break just like with anything. However, there are certain things that you have to be aware of. And sometimes even with dealing with patrons or fans and dealing with those who consume your content, it can be demanded because you may have customs to do or people may have certain requests that may cross your boundaries. And even people get right up disremotherfuckingspectful if your work doesn't meet, quote unquote, their standard, but they're not even supporting you. And one of the things that really annoys me is that you have people who partake of adult content but have the audacity to slander those of us that make content as if they don't consume it themselves. The loudest ones against adult content, check their computers, check their phones. They have some porn somewhere. And I'm not shaming anybody, but let's not be hypocrites about it. People who are sexually active enjoy sex because you keep having it for some reason. And I'm going to leave that alone, but I'm going to take a quick break and your girl is going to be back. I have some things that I want to actually talk about. And I want to talk about self-love and masturbation. Let's talk about that when we come back on Not Safe for Work. All right. Live, love, and be free. And I'll be right back. What's going on, my royal priesthood? Thank you all again for tuning in to Conversations with the Priestess Not Safe for Work. I am really enjoying the work that I'm doing, and it means so much to me that y'all would just think about little old me, but I do want to add that I have bonus content on my Patreon. Y'all check the show notes and get links, um, patreon.com forward slash CWT Priestess. Um, I will be having the video version of this episode up and ready to go um, on there. There you can also find my nudist content for those of you all um, that will also view my nudist content. Um, also, please pay attention to the show notes. This will let me know if y'all are paying attention because I will have special things there and I will want y'all to, you know, tweet me your thoughts on this or email me, okay? So, don't forget to hit up my Patreon. Y'all can hit up my um, other links below if y'all want some more of the more explicit content. If you know, you know. So y'all live, love, and be free. Let's jump back into the show. Welcome back. I'm just going to let y'all know right now, your girl got hungry during the break, so she didn't Uber eat her something. So I like food, and I'm going to chit-chat until my food gets here. Because I love food. Because I'm hungry. But we're going to talk about what I said we was going to talk about. So, masturbation. What exactly is masturbation? There are so many euphemisms for this particular act. And basically, masturbation is basically arousing yourself and... Basically stimulating yourself to where you ejaculate. Some people may say uh, taming the dragon. Some people may play, say playing DJ on myself or whatever you use. 
I particularly like to say, I'm finna go touch myself or I'm finna go release. So if y'all are listening to, to this on Twitter, if you're listening to this and you're hearing this and you're on my adult Twitter or even my PG-13 Twitter, y'all live tweet me and tell me what you call your self-love time. So masturbation is healthy. If you are a human being and you are sexually active and you choose to do so, you might masturbate. If you've been looking for a hookup and people getting on your nerves, masturbate. Even sometimes when you need a good stress reliever, masturbate. Masturbation keeps you from fucking the wrong people. I'm just going to let you know that right now. It really does keep you from fucking the wrong people. And masturbation is very healthy. Masturbation is healthy. Again, it helps relieve stress. It releases tension. But also masturbation... Helps keeps everything flowing nicely and keeps it healthy. And, you know, some of the myths that we've heard is that it's dirty or shameful, especially if you came from a religious background. Saying, oh, that's a sin that causes more issues. Um, it's going to cause you to have erectile dysfunction and all of this other stuff. Um, No, that's not true because I ain't had none of that ha happen and I've been masturbating for a long time but again masturbation is really healthy it's safer than any type of sex you can't get pregnant or any sexually transmitted in infections from masturbating however please be wise and realize that you cannot masturbate with any and everything they have specific toys just for masturbation okay you should not be humping bedposts you should not be sticking your members in things that should not they they that they should not be stuck into. We have things for that. And masturbation can help you learn what you like and don't like sexually. And if you decide to have sex with someone, you can know what you don't and don't want to do. Now, and y'all can find this information on plannedparenthood.org. I'm going to input the link below. But masturbation for me has actually helped me to discover what I like and don't like. Um, and of course, like many people, I like watching. I like watching freaky shit, okay? And also with masturbation, it also teaches you your zones as well, where you like and don't like to be touched. Also, masturbation helps you discover your fetishes, and your kinks. Because really, what what are some of the things that you think about when you're masturbating? Or what is it that really turns you on that gets your gears grinding, that gets your gears running, that gets your motor running when you have a sexual thought? And for me, when you start discovering your own body, that really allows you to, to discover who you are, the depths of your sexuality. And for me, since I've transitioned, of course, I approach sexuality differently because number one, as a trans woman, I am taking hormones to make my body more feminine and taking testosterone blockers. So because of it affecting me having erections sometimes, 
I look at other things that get me off that can make me orgasm. One of the things that I absolutely love is sensual massages. And I love a little bit of foot play. Yes, I have a foot fetish. I love a nice foot. I'm sorry. If you keep your feet up, keep them well done, or you just got your toes done, that is sexy to me. That's something that I love. I keep my feet up because I love having my feet worshipped as well. So that's the thing that gets me off. And when I think about it, baby, it gets my gears, it gets my motor running. And, you know, that's what does it for me. However, that may not be everybody's thing. That may not be your thing. That may not be everybody's thing. But masturbation is healthy. And like I said, exploring your own body, it gives you exactly what you need. Now, when you have an orgasm, it does release endorphins, the feel-good chemical. And orgasms can even help. Some say as a painkiller or to help cramps. Now, I don't know, but all I know is I have masturbated sometimes and that has kept a headache from coming on or has may have caused a twinge of headache and I just got a little stress relief, okay? Especially now, I'm going to be real. Working out, I don't know what it is after I get a good workout in. It just kicks me into high gear and I'll be like, why am I so horny? I just want to fuck. The shit happens, okay? But taking that edge off, it keeps you from cussing people out, too. Now, being mindful, there are ways. Now, people also do mutual masturbation when you, when you masturbate with your partner or with a friend. Also, if you're going to be doing mutual masturbation and there is a chance that fluids may be exchanged, make sure you still talk to your partner um, and make sure that you're not sharing sex toys with someone who may have an STI. If you're going to share certain sex toys, you can use a condom on like dildos and certain vibrators and certain toys. But you can also make sure that you're regularly cleaning your toys even after you use them as well. <clears throat> and you have to make sure um, that you get the appropriate things to clean your toys with. There are disinfecting Toy cleaners, there are cleaners that will help you keep your toys clean, make sure that they're pristine. And if you're going to share toys, again, make sure that you talk with your partner. Make sure that you're at least protecting yourself by using condoms anytime somebody new uses them. And it is possible that you can get irritated, especially for those of us who have penises, you get a little rough, or if you're using anal toys or for those who have vaginas, you have to be careful at what you're using for lubricant. Don't use any um, lotions, Vaseline oils, or any scented or flavored stuff. Especially in certain orifices because it can cause irritation, cause infection. And again, if, if, you, if you need to make sure that everything is okay, don't, don't be afraid to get tested. You can go to clinics. There are availability. I'm going to put down resources in the show links that can help you with everything that I've talked about. So I'm going to take a quick break. I have to get a little educational. But we're going to talk about the different ways of masturbation and the different toys. And I'm going to talk about my personal favorites. So y'all sit back, relax, 
take the edge off, roll you a blunt, pour you a glass of wine. We're going to come back and we're going to have a little conversation. All right. Live, love, and be free. I'm going to be right back. Welcome back. Y'all, I'm waiting on my food to come still because a hoe is hungry. Oh, yes, I just got the notification while I'm talking that they done picked up my order. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, let me stop. Let me stop. Okay, so <laughs> we were talking about masturbation. So for those who follow me in the adult arena and have been in certain adult chats with me, y'all know that I have a plethora of sex toys because your girl is a baiter. I'm unashamedly a baiter. I love fucking, but I also like pleasuring myself when necessary or when needed. So one of the toys that I have um, is an anal vibrator that for those of us who have prostates and penises, it massages your prostate and it has uh, a connected piece that's like a dick ring or a cock ring that you can put around your dick and balls and it vibrates. Um, I'm gonna um, I'm going to um, put the link where I bought this as well. But um, it also has a remote control. And one of the things that I like about this toy is that not only does it have five speeds, but it also warms up. Yes, I love when it warms up. And it is such a pleasurable feeling. Um, oh my gosh. It is a pleasurable, pleasurable feeling. And prostate massages are a great way for those of us who have prostates to really play with our spots, play with that particular G spot. Um, and I remember learning about prostate massages um, in my youth um, as a young little sexual being, but also being someone assigned male at birth. I, I'm a trans woman, so I have a prostate. That still is a part of my practice because even on the days to where, you know, I may not be feeling a certain type of horny or um, sometimes when the erection is not as strong, I love massaging my prostate with this particular vibrator. And baby, it gets the job done. And also, the vibration actually causes my erections to be a little bit stronger I'm just being real and and oh my gosh, it is just so much pleasure. And I also have a Omibod Esca 2. I love this particular toy because not only does it massage the prostate and makes my womanhood tremble, but I love the intensities that it gives. With this particular toy, it's sort of like the love sense where you can control it with an app. You can control it with people um, across the globe across the street, and you can connect with the Phil Connect app. So I've um, had the pleasure of using this with one of my partners. And oh my gosh, it not only vibrates to touch or to the rhythm, but you can play music within the app and it vibrates to the beat of the music. And however intense the music is, that is how intense the vibrations are. And oh my gosh, it is just, it is just fucking marvelous. 
And of course, sometimes I use the manual method of using my good old hands with my girl stuff. And oh my gosh, it's an actual pleasurable experience. And having these toys have really helped me, especially rediscover my sexuality, my sexual prowess in my transition in my womanhood now that I'm in the body that I adore and love. And again, these are just some of the toys that I absolutely love using. Now, another toy that I have is the little e-stem, the um, D10, the DG10s. Um, how it works, it has pieces and it, you can get the gel for this since you're losing, using electrodes. Um, they use the electro pads to, that you can put, um, you don't want to put this on near your heart or anything, but this is just simply um, typically used for massaging or massage therapy. But some people use it to pleasure themselves and they have certain tools that makes it safe for masturbation. Um, I'm sure many of y'all have found this on Pornhub and things like that. Um, but y'all follow my Twitter for some of the more explicit things. And for those who wants who want to get on the adult side of things, I have my link tree notes below where y'all can find all of that content. But yes, these are some of the things that I use when I have my self-discovery time. And this has helped me rediscover my sex and sexual my sexuality. Um, because over the last several months, I've been able to have some great sexual experiences and learn more about kink. And in the next episode, I'm going to talk about my experience um, at a camp just for kink. So with that being said, y'all live, love, and be free. Thank y'all so much for tuning into this podcast. I love y'all. Now remember, let it get delightful and let it stay delightful. All right, I'm out. It's about to get delightful. Cause it ain't safe for work.